Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to El Angel. Well, howdy there. This is David <laughs> Lindley, and this is the Angel Season 5 podcast by a couple of gorches. Hell no. I hate everything about it so much. Woo! It's the southern times, places in this episode, Michaela. A hole in the world, dear Liza. There's a hole. But why is your voice so high? Isn't this how all southern folk talk? We don't think that. Carpetbaggers? Wait, no, that's oh. that's northern. I I'm not I'm not sure. This is season five, episode fifteen. A hole in the world. A hole in the world. Also known as, and you thought Tara dying was bad? Hey, yeah, <laughs> right? Original air day, February 25th, 2000 and some. Fuck it, who cares? Four? Four. Yeah, they were four. Yeah. Right now. Four seems yeah. right. <clears throat> so, gotta give Fred a send-off in this episode. Oh, boy. So, we're gonna start in the deep south, but before we get there, mm. we are going to go into what the theme of this episode is. The greater good? I've just written down, we have to get some plot up in this bitch. <laughs> that this bitch being the show? Yeah. Okay. And the plot is now that this isn't, but it's not. Is it plot? Illyria is loose. Yeah. That does seem like it would be plot. Oh. Oh my God. I had thoughts about this episode. Now I have thoughts about this episode. Yeah. Your face is terrifying. What do you mean? <laughs> That does seem like plot. Yeah, no. Like, in retrospect, it really does. You're right. And, yeah. This seems like something that they could hang seven episodes from. It sure does. Like, the next seven episodes of this television show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we started recording, I was like, what's happening in this episode? Right. Because we get some, like, heavily dumped exposition on us about Lindsay and Ooh, yeah. answers are actually questioned in this episode because Angel's yeah. just like, well, Lindsay's probably just relaxing at home, <laughs> laughing at all of us. And I'm like, in what world? Like you saw the vacuum portal, right, Angel? Why do you at all think that Lindsay is in any way okay? Why are we bringing up Lindsay? And of course, it's heavy exposition where it's like, remember, Lindsay did a thing. He had yeah. schemes. Such schemes. Schemes that even though they were never hinted at or shown in the show does not mean that they didn't exist. They probably existed. And the writers definitely knew about them before killing him off. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Yep, for mm -hmm. sure. We all remember that happening. The and foreshadowing. The foreshadowing. All that foreshadowing. Copious foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We remember that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we got some plot hooks there. Sure, mm -hmm. sure, sure, sure. And like half the episode thinks that Lindsay is fine. And the other half is like, no, Lindsay got sucked up into that portal. And you're like, wait, how does you not know about this? How do you not have agreement? I think... I think Angel's just grasping at straws, right? Like... What straws is he grasping at? Nothing's going there's... wrong. <laughs> If something was going wrong and it seemed like Lindsay was back, mm -hmm. that's grasping at straws. Saying we're not 100% sure where Lindsay is right now, he's probably fine? I think, like, spooky sarcophagus is what's going wrong. Sure. And Lindsay is somehow responsible for that is grasping at straws. I see. Which is, of course, still insane because, again, Angel did watch Lindsay get sucked through that vacuum portal. To question mark and like it did seem like the senior partners were heavily involved uh-huh yeah all of that sounds pretty much like what happened but angel yeah he seems to have forgotten all of that he does so okay we've got plot there i'm like right you're reminding us mm -hmm. you know you've just found out that you're getting canceled <laughs> you're reminding us the audience yeah. that this plot is like a thing and I'm like, okay, you probably weren't expecting it to come back this season. That was probably going to be something for Angel Season 6. Right. 
bring him back later. Maybe even Angel Season 7 if they thought they were getting a full seven seasons out of this. Who knows? And then later on in the episode, it's like, oh, this whole Illyria thing. Like, Nox is revealed to be a bad guy, which we have heavily hinted at up until now. <laughs> He's a what? 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 He was what? He's a what? He's a music man. Hey! <laughs> Oh, the horror knocks! <laughs> Who could have expected that? Who could have foreseen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. has, like, I'm secretly a bad guy face. He does. Most of the time. That's his yeah. face. Anyway, all of his plans are brought to fruition as his dark master, Illyria, is freed unto this world in a brand new host. And that's great. Yeah, he and, did it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, man, seven episodes could hang off of these two things. They could. <laughs> And there's no plausible way that we have a monster of the week ever again. I don't want to make any promises. Yeah. Because... Your face is a real lack of promising face. Yeah. Partially I don't fully remember, but I remember some things. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to be mad? I don't know. Interesting. Huh. So, this episode, <laughs> A Hole in the World. Fred, getting a send-off, going to the Deep South, Texas, where she's from. Texas. <laughs> the year... <laughs> 1980. <laughs> Fred's off to graduate school. Do that physics. She's charmingly southern all of a sudden. And Dave has never seen her be southern other than mentioning whiskey that one time. So Fred loves the Dixie Chicks. We're reminded of this occasionally. Right. Uh, she's from Texas. Uh-huh. Her, her parents have been in this show before. Oh. Season three, episode five. Shortly after she is rescued from Pylea, mm. because I don't know if, like, they are contacted somehow, if she contacts them, I can't remember. But, like, you know, she's been missing for, like, five years. She's back from the dead. That's yeah. big news. Yeah, yeah. So they come to, like, find her. And it's the same uh, people playing her parents. Oh, nice. So, yeah, these people aren't like, this isn't the first time they've shown up. It's nice that they have them back just to have them have their little scene together. Someone covering up an accent after moving to a big city like L.A., I can fully believe. Sure. Right. Don't want to sound like you're in small town Texas. It's weird. <laughs> and Fred is played by Amy Acker right now. So it's like, oh boy, parents, I sure am 16 or 17 years old. Looking like a person in my late 20s. In fairness, she's in her early 20s. She's oh. going to grad school. Right. Yeah. So yeah. she's not supposed to be 17 because right. that would be insane. <laughs> this shirt she's wearing is uh, trying to age her down. <laughs> It's cutesy as all hell. The braid she has, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So, yeah, I understand this whole accent situation. She says to her father that she loves him like pancakes. I love you like pancakes. <laughs> I also heard this and was like, is that a phrase? I looked it up just now. Oh. It's so not a phrase. Okay. It is incredibly not a phrase. So it's just like a charming family thing. Ooh. Love you like pancakes. It's a charming Southern thing for the writers to be like, in case you didn't understand from the copious Southern accents. We're in Texas. We're back it. in Texas <laughs> with Fred's ridiculously conservative father. Yeah, because Fred is like a grown woman mm -hmm. and her dad is... Doesn't want her moving out, not growing to up. L.A. I think she's got multiple degrees in the background here. She's like got diplomas many and degrees. degrees. One of her walls had a bunch of ribbons on it, and I wanted them to be science ribbons so badly. <laughs> and like in my mind, they were. You can never see them closely enough to know. But yeah, it's it's very much like clearly she's lived at home the whole time she was in college. Now she, this is the first time she's moving out. And again, she is a grown woman. Her dad calling it hell A oh, is hilarious. Amazing. Yeah, I'm actually on board for that. It's so good. Because he says it just so, he's so disgusted by oh, yeah. hell A. Yeah, her junky friends and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Blackjack hookers, all the things. And we see how far Fred has come from there. Like, what her entire arc has been, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we meet her in this show, she's been fucking living in that cave in Pylea for five years. Mm -hmm. So she's bananas. Uh, <laughs> Straight up bananas, as <laughs> Straight the up bananas. But now, medical scientists would say. Now she's got a flamethrower. Oh she's my a God. badass. Her torching a bunch of fucking alien egg sacs <laughs> makes up for everything from the previous scene. <laughs> She is so cool, and Wes is there, 
shooting like a parasite that's about to attack her with a shotgun. Oh, they're so cool together. And then they kiss in front of the roaring ah, flames. They're cool and hot. They're so cool. They're so hot. They're so happy now. You know, they finally found a moment of happiness. So, last episode, I was complaining that the writers of this show hate Wesley Wyndham Price. And hate Alexis Denisoff. And I was projecting, okay? Because I knew. Yeah. I knew what they were going to do. Uh-huh. I knew what they were going to say, you know, this character has been in love with this other character, like, for two plus years. And wouldn't it be fun if, before we decided to kill that character, we let them finally be together? And but like so briefly. It's sort of like when Willow and Tara got back together and then Tara got shot, but a million times worse. Yeah. It's the greatest jossing that there is. It is. And, I mean, this... Maybe the theme of this episode is burn it down. Yeah? Figuratively and literally, right? Like, Joss hears he's getting cancelled. He is going on the fucking warpath. He's hulking out, going, charging into that writer's room, (laughs) saying, like, execute every plan we have. (laughs) And the writers are like, no, sir. And he's like... Get me the keys. And they get the keys and they put them in the two different things and they turn them at the same time. Yeah. And the the script comes up. It's smoking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They've got the like the calipers of the pliers to like handle it safely. Yeah. Oh my god. So who knows? Who knows if that's why? But yeah, it's just like does Wes deserve this? Because I wrote that he doesn't a lot of times. I can almost guarantee you that Fred was not dying in this season until they knew that they were getting cancelled, or at least strongly suspected. Potentially. I mean, from one perspective, like, isn't isn't that why Knox was briefly around and then suddenly reappeared? Yeah. Because then you plant Knox as this seed in the beginning, and... It's, it's a much better version of Jonathan M. Woodward betrays you, <laughs> right? Because in Firefly, he betrays you in one episode. In Buffy, he uh, questionably betrays you because yeah. like, he's like, I'm a vampire the whole time. Right. So in this, he's like, I'm betraying you, but it's 15 episodes later. So, you know, he's done a better job of that. <laughs> And it's kind of a fun betrayal. Like, I really like it. Look out for our next podcast. <laughs> Jonathan M. Woodward betrays you. <laughs> if we could do that, I would do it. I don't know how it's possible, but I would be all about it. Just yeah. going through all of his filmography. <laughs> See how he, credits. how he possibly have betrayed someone. <sighs> I've. What was I saying before I was talking about Jonathan M. Woodward betraying you? I don't remember. Something about... Fred and Wes. And oh, Wes and not whether or not it. this was planned. Right. Ah. <sighs> Honestly, I, I still think it could go either way hmm. because I just don't know that it's been long enough since they found out they were being canceled to write and shoot this. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. But anyways, either way, Wes doesn't deserve this. And I like to say that for the second time and I may continue to say it. I mean, no one deserves this. It's just, it's just cruel for cruelty's sake, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Joss will eventually make it up to Alexis Denisoff when he has him and Amy Acker be together in Much Do About Nothing. It's fine. Sure. It's fine. Okay. Totally fine. Everything's fine. Is Alexis Denisoff in uh, Dollhouse? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Should we watch Dollhouse? Yeah. Anyway, also in this spooky fire-filled cave full of parasites or aliens or some such, Spike and Angel, they're having the precursors to a domestic. Like, they are... Uh, not at each other's throats. They're just catty? They're very catty. And, like, they are having a great time together oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, my God, yes. This is everything I want from Angel and Spike at all times. Them sort of being these wacky background <laughs> characters together. And, like, sure, Angel's still, like, the hero. But at the same time, this episode really isn't about him. No. And, like, him and Spike just doing off doing their own little wacky thing it's really fun it is really good oh man Shit, i hadn't really thought about this but yeah they're so they're like those two guys yeah. who are just wandering around having a good time you know yeah being wacky together you know angel's got a bug on his back and spike's like i just want to help you out buddy so he stabs him through the chest to well, get the, the bug. bug yeah he didn't have time to run around his back that's angel be dead yeah maybe. he's a vampire or but, attacked you know yeah that's fine <laughs> But yeah, it's japes. It is These japes. These are japes. Classic japes. And now Michaela actually 
talking about these japes and these two people, which side are you on? Team caveman or team astronaut? Because the crux of the episode, really the theme of it... Is, is who would win? Is who would win cavemen in a fight between cavemen astronauts. and astronauts. I love the reveal of that joke so much. And then it keeps coming up just... in so many different contexts. And you're like, this is amazing. And like... Oh, it was fully written on a whiteboard in the writer's room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I'm telling you, there, there's a production note oh, telling <laughs> me that, like, it was written on a whiteboard in the writer's room. <laughs> so, I mean, I can see it from both ways. Although, I, the rules surrounding cavemen versus astronauts bother me. And, the like, cavemen do seem to have a distinct advantage. With they the get fire. fire. Like, the astronauts have nothing? How can they have nothing? That doesn't make any sense. Are the astronauts in, like... EVA suits because that's a disadvantage I would say yeah yeah and like the advantage that the astronauts have is their intellect so like are they given time to like set traps I would say intellect but also astronauts are very physically fit people that's very true too they and like, have to be the cavemen, cavemen no they're malnourished they're malnourished and like sure they have the like ferocity this is Spike's yeah. point right that like pure aggressors animal instinct but yeah, like they're malnourished. Maybe they're like wiry because yeah, like you know they're spending all their day moving around. They've got and a stuff. hard life, sure. But like, I just think the astronauts have the upper hand. Yeah, I don't same. know. Okay, I, both team astronaut. Yeah, like, I just can't see cavemen winning. On the other hand, that does put us in the camp with Angel. So maybe we're team astronaut. Oh no, <laughs> the saddest astronauts ever. <laughs> All right, uh, right. I've got the picture axe hole, which is not technically correct because yeah. Angel has a sword through him, not an axe, but I couldn't resist the joke. Gunn is singing Three Little Maids from Mikado, showing us those serious G&S chops that he has. Oh, he's got it all back. He's got it all In back. In case we forgot last episode, he made like a little bit of a deal. With Probably some not sort of devil. gonna come up. Oh no, that's no. fine. Man, he gets like, he gets hit with that so, so fast. fast. Another thing that makes me think <laughs> this was somewhat accelerated. And so, okay... Now I'm more back on your side. I was less on your side. But the, the one episode turnaround of that, that's a little crazy. It's the one, two, three, right? Yeah. Because in episode one, he's losing it. Episode two, he fixes it. Episode three, yeah. it bites him in the ass. When is that happening? And like all of this being at the end of the season. Yeah. And like that being the like final uh, frame reveal of like Illyria stands up. That's very powerful. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, Gunn getting bit in the ass for something he did seven episodes ago. That's still fine. Hmm. Very impactful. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You've you've swayed me. There we go. Anyway, everything's great with Gunn. Uh, Wes has shown up and he's oh, got his sparkle turt on. Goodness gracious. It's a turtleneck to put others to shame because it seems to be sparkly. It does. I'm not sure that it actually It's not sparkly. Is. I think it's just like black with small white, white bits, bits everywhere Man, that make him look a like a look. wandering star field. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that sounds a lot nicer than how he actually looks. <laughs> Again, show me someone that looks good in a turtleneck. Show me. There, you can't. No. It's just not a good look. And like, they let Alexis Denisov stop being so frumpy when they were like, no, Fred thinks he's hot now. <laughs> but they've put him in this turtleneck and he's got to spend the whole fucking episode in this stupid turtleneck. How much do you like Gunn messing with Wes and <gasps> saying that, or heavily implying that he banged Fred last night? It's so mean. It's so mean? It's beyond mean. Like, this is not a jape. And, no! And it further supports your idea that people hate Alexis Denisov. Right? So, I mean, Gunn's trying to play this off like, oh, you know, it's my right because I used to date Fred to, you know, give you a hard time about it. Sure, give him a hard time. His little face when he thinks that all of his dreams came true and then they were crushed? Yeah. I mean, this is just the first time this episode that's gonna happen. Better get used to Doesn't it. Doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> we go through a bunch of stuff. We're reminded about Lindsay for no reason. <laughs> we go to the caveman versus astronauts thing. And then... Okay. When Spike and Angel are having their fight. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Spike just like walks over a chair <laughs> for no reason. To sit reason. down in it. Yeah. A so good 
but it's such a it's such a power move it is a power move and like they're both so passionate about their sides and then when you find out what it's about they look so sheepish i love it they are moments away from kissing Uh, several times i just kept they're so close together and you're like we'll just do it then and they're so enraged at each other (laughs) there's only one way to get that aggression out They've tried fighting it away. Well, and it that, hasn't worked. Yeah, clearly. they fought so much. So much. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll do this now. Mm-hmm. I have a, another fun production note. Ooh. It's from later in the episode, but the, um, the DVD commentary from later when Spike and Angel hold hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So apparently at that point, <laughs> Joss says, Spike and Angel, they were hanging out for years and years and years. They were all kinds of deviant. Are people thinking they never? Come on, people. They're open-minded, guys. So there you go. 100% definitely happened. Word of God. Word of God. Nice. Holy hell. (laughs) Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, honestly. Like, it would be... Honestly, it would be crazy if they hadn't. Wouldn't it? Yeah. What are they doing for that long? So, so long. Anyways. Knox is a bit unhappy about Fred dating Wes. Fred touches some crystal on the sarcophagus that got delivered to Knox with, like, no return address. No, some very surly delivery men who just mm-hmm. like threw some papers at him, and he was like, "Okay." And then he's like, "I'm gonna leave you alone in the room with this sarcophagus, Fred. Better not touch it. Don't touch it, Fred." <laughs> so it makes her very sleepy, yeah. like it did to Buffy, except it doesn't. No, it uh, it sucks the the air out of the room or something. But then hilariously later, we'll make Fred spit up blood on Wesley. It's not hilarious, but like it's, it's not like crushing, right? At it's the time, unexpected. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, that's a lot of blood to throw up yeah. on Wesley, especially when you think that this might be a monster of the week, and this is like a celebration of Fred right? rather than Fred is going to die. Because at no point in this episode, up until the very end, are you thinking, hey, maybe Fred is going to die? At no point is anyone entertaining the notion. Why would they? No. It's crazy. It's crazy. They've done, they've defeated more powerful things than this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. (laughs) Angel calling Spike into his office. I mean, we've belabored this point, but Spike saying that Angel thinks he should annoy other people. (laughs) And he's so crushed by it. Right? Because Angel's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be around you like this. So close, but yet so far. <laughs> this is not the dialogue. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, but he's basically like, get the fuck out of here, Spike. You know, I'll give you whatever you want if you just leave. Yeah. And I think what he wants is for Spike to say, no, my place is here with you. <laughs> I'm not doing the voices. It's too hard to be dramatic yeah. while I do the voices. And then Angel says something about this being the off-ramp of Spike's life. <laughs> You're still so mad about that. I am. Is, now, word here's, jail. Here's the question. Yeah, is Joss still in word jail? Yes. Oh, he's just forever? Love you like pancakes? I guess he hasn't had an appeal. Hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. Where's his appeal coming it's, from? It was denied after yeah, the pancakes thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he... He could have a reduced sentence with good behavior. Mm, this is not, not that. This is starting fights in word jail. Oh, boy. He shanked <laughs> someone, didn't he? <laughs> uh, Fred wakes up in hospital, and we have my fourth picture, Sitgate. Yep. Sitgate because continues. Fred is surrounded by handsome men. This is the other theme of the episode, is an odd amount of patriarchy. Right? Like... I mean, these, this is part of the problem that we've run into on this show, where we're just... These are our characters. Uh-huh. We love them. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. they're all men and Fred. Yeah. And so when the team goes to save her, all the men get together <laughs> and they say, we'll save the day. Yeah. Now, I mean, later in the episode, Fred's like, fuck this. I'm getting up. I'm doing my science. For sure. Like, I'm not a damsel. I'm, I can help myself. We're excited about that. It's great. But the episode definitely suffers from the men trying to save her. And like with Cordelia out of the party, was adding Knox into the mix a good idea? I would argue no. Because it used to be much more even, right? right. You had Cordelia and uh, Fred. And then you had like, what? Angel. West Gun. West Gun. Lorne. Lorne. Okay. So yeah, I guess that's still two to one, but uh, it's better than six to one. Don't forget about Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Your face. That was so worth it. Oh, 
For the podcast, I just mind closing my laptop, oh, God. signifying that the podcast was over. <laughs> but right, like this is the thing. We now that Cordelia is gone, we've got Fred, we've got Harmony. Harmony's not really a character. We no. tried to make her a character, and that failed horribly. Yep. So like, and she's not going to be here. What's she going to do to help Fred? Nothing, no. right? And so now we just got like Fred being saved by a group of men. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sitgate. Lorne is the only handsome, strong man who yeah. is sitting down in this yeah. scene, sitting on. Fred's hospital bed and I know lends visual interest to the scene it definitely does it allows us to have that fourth wall a little bit better because it's really weird that all of them are on charitably two sides of Fred's hospital bed yeah yeah but, but it's still sit gate it's still sit gate because literally anyone else could be sitting uh-huh. and it's Lauren it is like Wes could be sitting you right know? that makes a lot more sense uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah so yeah uh we get our best power walk possibly of Ooh. ever as the men go forth to save <laughs> the damsel. And I hate it, but I also love it because it looks really cool, honestly. Right. End of the day. Yeah, they they end up standing in this circle. Joss gets to do his very favorite thing. Spin the camera around these people slowly as he if it's like it. drift on a joystick. Does he do this in Avengers? I think the yes. Avengers stand in circles when Joss directs them. <laughs> yeah, they do. And yeah. there's definitely like the power shot yeah. um, where they're all like getting yeah. ready or they're mid-battle and you see them all and Black Widow has her butt out. Yeah. And it's <laughs> definitely like the camera panning around to the left. And I saw a picture of like power shot from Avengers 1 and 2 versus 3 and 4. Because mm. Avengers 3 and 4, it's the running power yes. shot. Where like the army is running at whatever the other army is. <laughs> And like, yeah, Joss ain't about that running power shot. He's no. about that cyclical Stand camera. in a circle and move the camera around him. <laughs> he loves it. Right. But they're all getting their assignments. Angel is inexplicably going to go look for Lindsay. Knox is going to do science. Mm-hmm. Wes is going to read the books. Yeah. Yeah. Gunn's going to lawyer it up. Fred's organs are going to liquefy if right. they don't do something quick. They got like 24 hours. Right. That's max. not a lot of hours. It's very few hours. Uh-huh. And oh man, I will say that like, I think they did a good job throughout this episode of making it seem like Knox was genuinely trying to help. Oh yeah, for sure. And like making it seem like he was... He's part of the team. Yeah, right? He hasn't been part of the team ever. He's been Fred's team. But he's the science now because Fred is too sick to do science. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's trying to come up with things. He's like, oh, maybe we'll freeze it. Presumably all things that he knows aren't going to work. Yeah. Right? But But still plausible sounding ideas. Putting on a good face. Who else has ideas here? Speaking of too sick, we got a picture of Lorne here. Yeah. And he's looking pretty fantastic. Gray suit, meh. I think it might be powder blue. The yellow ascot with this, though? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Ascot. And yeah, I'm not sure what to call this pattern that he's got going on in his shirt. It's sort of like a 70s-ish pattern. I think it's sort of brownish and maybe some blue. It all works very well together and I'm glad he's looking fly. Fly as hell. Because no one else is. Nah. He's surrounded by leather coats and turtlenecks. We can see Wes's turtleneck here. (laughs) Uh, And Spike literally has one costume. It's true. Which like, I'm not complaining about because it's the Spike look, right? And he's a vampire. Why would he change it? Yeah. I mean, Angel has lots of different shirts that he unbuttons to scandalous degrees. Yeah, but he's the CEO. Can you imagine if Spike showed up in an unbuttoned shirt? (laughs) It's gross. It is gross. Yeah. So Wes shoots a man who dares ask for some paper. Hilarious. Which is very funny. But... Is Wes not in charge of some sort of department? Of people to look at books. Like, this man who gets shot... Isn't part of his department. But it seems to be that, like, he's made a request to Wesley Mm -hmm. for some research to be done. Sure. And, And, like, like, there's a whole department. There should be. So why does he have to go to Wesley? He definitely shouldn't have. He maybe, shouldn't have. He got maybe shot. Yeah. He's he's escalating, right? Potentially. His research isn't being done. He's getting stonewalled by Wesley's people. So he's like, I'll go straight to the top. He'll be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> like the seriousness of Wes just pulling a gun and shooting this guy is great. It's a lot of escalation. Great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Gun in the White Room and our picture GVG. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Because Gun does not find the kitty cat there. No, it seems to be Evil Gun, who now inhabits the White Room. Is Gun really that unevil to begin with? 
So at this point, question mark. I Earlier in the episode when he was singing his Gilbert maids, yeah. Sullivan, I was like, oh, he's got all his law knowledge back. Hope that was worth it. <laughs> it's not. No, the <laughs> several things that go wrong, <laughs> it's very much not worth it. Yeah, but so the other gun in the white room basically tells him, I'm appearing this way because this is what your subconscious wants. And honestly, having a person who can speak, it's a lot better than that cat. Not that, that the cat very wasn't expensive cool. cat. Right. Expensive and expensive not talking. animal actor. So mm. like only does what it feels like. Oh, and yeah. how well are Black Panthers trained generally? That just seems like a lot of stuff you don't want to deal with when you could just shoot your same actor again. Yeah. Yeah. Get a clean plate and just throw them in there. Yep. Yeah. Really easy. It's, uh, it's very good times. So yeah, the partners are pretty pissed at Gunn. He's sort of been using this as like the one-stop shop for all his minor needs of like, hey, something's going wrong. Can you tell me what's up? I need some panther juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for like probably a reasonable thing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Spike is a ghost. Yeah. Give me that juice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's understandable that the senior partners are not like happy. And he's like, if you need a life, take mine. And they're like, have yours are you stupid yeah exactly (laughs) and he's like wait a minute (laughs) yeah dummy now we at some point in this episode have to see eve and unfortunately that time is now fortunately this is the best eve we've ever had it is and i think i know what's up okay partially a it's a song-based interrogation where lauren gets to be like very spooky oh spooky lauren is my favorite spooky lauren is the best lauren oh my god he does not have time to fuck around with this lady and Hell her shit nonsense. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. He is going to make her sing, and if he doesn't like what she sings, she will die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when he just hits her out of nowhere, yeah. you're like, yes! Yes! The other part of what makes this the best Eve we've ever seen mm. is that she's much better when she isn't given a load of exposition. Yeah. When she starts expositing, the acting honestly just plummets. Because plummets. like this like vulnerability that she's um, that she's showing in the scene because like clearly she's been hiding out here. She doesn't know what to do. And like she's genuinely worried about Lindsay. Like that all comes across great. Like, you really feel it. And you're like, what's she? She's acting now. But, like, she's given emotions to feel, yeah. you know? Whereas before... No. Certain actors can absolutely pull off the vague, kind of threatening, kind of helpful. Yeah. But that's much harder to act. It than is. having emotions. So when she's like, well, I'm going into exposition mode now. Mm. Here's all the things I know. I'm like, boo. Yeah, Thumbs you're like, down, it sucks again. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And like that was literally all she was doing before. Exactly. Was like, maybe I'm evil. Here's some exposition. Yeah. And she it was didn't given a her. lot of exposition no, in this not fucking show. So not yeah. Good at it. Uh, something, something, oldest scrolls, deeper well, and true demons killing each other. Blah, blah, the Bad old things. ones. Yeah. Blah, blah. Happening yeah. to Fred. Uh, basically, she actually gives them very useful information that mm-hmm. allows Wes to find out who Illyria is. And again, we do some of what our favorite exposition is, where Wes has just done the research and he's like talking directly to us. And Alexis Denisov is great at delivering exposition. Oh, yes. I could listen to that for ages. For ages. Like I would listen to him read me literally anything. Yeah. (laughs) And like Giles, Anthony Head was great at reading exposition. About about Giles giving us exposition. Because yeah, he somehow manages to just make it interesting, even though he's saying gobbledygook. Which is really hard. And so I feel for Sarah Thompson (laughs) that we hate her so much because she was given this very hard task and then fumbled it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Fred's being hollowed out to use to gestate a true demon. Basically. That's what I got out of this. Basically, somehow this demon escaped from the Deeper Well, which is a really sick name. Oh, it's great. So spooky and sick. Uh, And when the sarcophagus was opened by Fred, Fred like breathed in a bunch of stuff that was going to basically, yeah, make her like this shell for Illyria to Mm -hmm. inhabit. And nobody really knows how Illyria did this, escaped, was stolen. But you know what? We can just go there and find out. Yeah. yeah. It's the Cotswolds. It's not something that is ridiculously conveniently close. I was so happy that it was in England. I'm like, yeah. thank God. Because like, if they were just like, oh, it's in Utah. Yeah. 
I would have been angry. Another state that borders California, but isn't Nevada. Yeah. What else do we have? Yeah. Yeah, so they actually have to go somewhere. And like, yes, Wolfram and Hart has the jets to get them there quickly. Very That's fast cool. jets. Yeah. Vampire-friendly glass. Spike and Angel are going to fly on a jet for their, the first time in their lives. <laughs> Adorable. They're going to have a great little side adventure. Angel is 1000% doing up his seatbelt on this private jet. And Spike is more like playing with his. <laughs> and it's great because like, even though they're sort of these background characters, like you see this change in the relationship between Angel and Spike through the episode. They go from get out of my face. I can't stand you anymore to Fred's in danger. Mm-hmm. We're going to work together. Like later on, Angel calls them both champions. Yeah. He calls Spike a champion. And you're like, what? A wild shift from anything else we've heard. Right? And it like, yeah, they're, they're reminiscing about going back to the old country because they used to hang out and bang in England all the time. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> now, Michelle pointed out that as an Irishman from 200 years ago. Sure thing. <laughs> Liam slash Angelus slash Angel's feelings about the mother country. Would not. Probably not great. Probably not great. I mean, he's... He's more recently there than the 1980s, and thus probably not great. I don't know, the early 2000s? Like, uh, yeah. still, it's bad times. Yeah. it It's... Mm. But, you know, he spent a lot of time terrorizing England. Sure, Maybe yeah, that's yeah. what they're thinking about. I don't know. Anyway, they gotta go there. Something they can, like, take the prison back there, or they can call Illyria back there from where it is now. They're taking and, it to the source, basically, yeah. which is a good idea. And then it'll be re-imprisoned there, how it escaped in the first place. Yeah, Fred saved. Everything's yeah. great. We got a fun trip to England. Hell yeah, man. It's going to be totally fine. And I mean, Fred's doing fine. She's getting out of bed. She's doing all this stuff. She's doing the science. She's making an impassioned speech about mm-hmm. not being a damsel. Yay. And yeah, it's good. I mean, it's tough because she's trying to do the science, but she's too sick to do it. And like, sometimes that's the case, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have to rest, which is fine. The problem is just that everyone else is a man. <laughs> yep. That is the problem here. Yeah. So yeah. Wes is going to take the book and take her home. Apparently now it's one book that can conjure up anything. I also to be, was angry about this. Yeah, it used to be the only for prophecies and something else was for histories and something else was for alchemies. But now... I mean, I think we both only noticed this because we were angry about it yeah, before. absolutely. And, like, no one else gives a fuck. Yeah, that the oh. war has been changed for these stupid books that have been mentioned three times now? But Maybe four. we were like, four. um, the book, shouldn't there be some sort of storybook? Wouldn't that be the one he needs? Well, Fred, if he can produce any text, he should say, well, the full co- the full complement of books could hypothetically conjure up any text, but you would need to categorize it first. Yeah, we're fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, guns threatening people over the phone. Uh, Knox is suggesting that they can cryogenically freeze her, which I love because it's a Futurama idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, whatever. He's the science guy. That's the sort of shit he should be suggesting. I have not taken this episode as seriously as it needs to be taken. Because the whole time, you didn't think, hey, Fred's probably gonna die at the end of this. No, I've rather callously written, Fred is V-sad about dying. (gasps) (laughs) Because she is. She's quite sad about it. She's V-sad. I'm not disagreeing. But, like, yeah, that's... mm, Again, you didn't know. No. You couldn't have known. I had no way of knowing. No. And then, yeah, when it gets to the end and you're like, Oh, "Oh, no. (laughs) I wrote Visa docs yeah <laughs> uh, pretty much yep wes is reading to her from the little princess i believe yes yeah that's correct uh, i was not able to identify this me neither yeah i looked it up after michelle knew it oh from the text interesting very smart good yeah go michelle this is Sp- a pro michelle podcast i want to be oh, clear yeah. about that spike is cracking wise about nightmare before christmas hilarious and angel has no idea what he's talking about and you're like yeah <laughs> this is exactly what i want from these characters this is so true yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then some, like, orc-looking fucks come out of the spooky tree. Mm-hmm. They uh, have their hand-holding moment. When Angel asks Spike to hold his hand, and Spike just does it, <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Spike's like, this seems weird, but okay. <laughs> so they found this portal into the deeper well. It is this wide tree that has a bunch of demons pouring out of it. Once they've killed a bunch of demons, we get Drogon coming out. 
I have some things to say about Drogon. Uh, I've got a picture of him that I've titled Game of Thrones Reject. Oh, yes. Which is very correct. His his wig is very Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, whatever that is. And yeah, like something about his face. I can see it. I can see that Game of Thrones sort of vibe. It's just reminding me of the uh, Theon, yeah. mostly. Yeah. So apparently... Joss's original intention for this was that Giles would be here, <gasps> which would have been so good. Oh. And so the reason he wanted that was because he wanted a character to be there who would be instantly believed, right? Giles is here. Giles says, you can't save her. Giles isn't just saying that, no. right? Like we believe Giles. So instead they have this Drogon guy here because he's incapable of lying. And so then when he says, this is what's going to happen if you try to save her, he's not making that up. Right. Now, Angel greets this man and... There's like this bit about, oh, don't ask him any questions. Right. He hates those. Turns out it's because he can't lie. So he doesn't want to be asked questions. Sure, sure, sure. And like the whole time I'm like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? The PowerPoint was right part five? No. Oh. Nope. It's the first time this guy's ever been in this show. Fantastic. And like, it, it didn't feel that way. Honestly, it read a lot like that to me. Okay. Where Angel's like... Oh, Drogon of all people. And Spike's like, hello, hello, hello. I, the audience surrogate, know nothing of this Drogon fella. Hello then, what's your deal? Oh, don't ask him what his deal is. He hates that. I mean, you would think of all the questions, the what's your deal question would be like, oh, I can't lie. Yeah. And therefore I hate questions. Shouldn't that be the end of it? When Spike gets fed up and just starts rapid fire asking him questions, because he's like, hello, 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 we ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> I really wanted Drogon to have to like immediately and in rapid fire answer, answer every one of those questions to the best of his ability. This is the other thing. Like, he can't lie, but he's also not being forced to speak. Right? So like, suck it up, you little bitch. What? This character makes no sense. It's a weird character. It's a very weird character. So yeah... Drogon questions, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Nox. Nox and Gun. Oh. You know, Nox is doing some science. Yeah, he's trying his best. He's for, managed to freeze the tissue, but the little dudes, whatever, that are like hollowing Fred out, uh, they, they're not being affected. It's called the mitochondria. Okay. <laughs> it's the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not being affected by the so, freezing. So yeah, Nox is like, ah, oh, shucks, darn it. I wanted to save her and all this. And goes into his little speech about how he feels about Fred. And how, you know, even though he can't be with her, he really just like loves her so much. You might even say that he worships it. <laughs> his sly little oh, oops. oops. Not her. You said I worship it. Oops. When he gets caught is so delightful. He doesn't give a shit that he's been caught. Zero fucks. Because his plan, he knows it's unstoppable. Illyria is coming back. Like, he did it. Yeah. He doesn't, like, the fact that he told Gunn, he's like, whatever. Oops. And, like, I mean, he doesn't think Gunn's going to react the way that he does. I don't think. No, probably not. Um... <laughs> Gun starts interrogating Nox. It's not going super well. You know, Nox is going to usher in this glorious god through Fred's form. And Angel apparently is not going to be successful. He'll do whatever he wants, but he's not going to let Fred survive this because the alternative would be worse. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's pretty spooky. This guy seems very sure about this. And, like, I really... I really like the idea that, like, clearly Nox is insane. He's been worshipping this demon that's been dead for, like, since before time. Yeah, before right? the concept of time. Yeah. And so that's wacky. But, like, the idea that he chose Fred because he loves her is so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like, what is love to Nox, right? Right? Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So then he's telling his story. He's like, okay, I came here because this used to be Illyria's kingdom when it was in power. And then for some like preordained thing, the sarcophagus just like disappeared from the differ di from the deeper well and appeared nearby. But oh, it was in the oceans. So that was a little awkward. And then wouldn't you know, got stuck in customs. Customs? Oh. Didn't Gunn have some interaction with customs recently? 
Oh, look at this. Last episode? This bill. <laughs> seems like seems like guns approved it. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. It's jokes. Oh, it's such. And like, Knox is just delighted. Oh, he's so all happy. All of it. And like. His plan's done. Guns, it can't be stopped. Gun's face when he realizes like what deal he made. <sighs> I mean, no one deserves any of this, okay? It's not just Wes. Like, Gunn should know better. Yes. He probably didn't think that this was going to backfire this badly and this quickly, but it has. Very quickly. Fred doesn't deserve to die. None of the characters deserve for Fred to die. But uh, here we are, you know? Sometimes you get things that you don't deserve. So why can't Angel just call Illyria back to the source, save Fred? Show's over. We're good. I mean, there seems to be some sort of large button he can press. We're mm-hmm. not showing this button, but I assume that's what it is. It's some sort of ritual, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a button. Uh, yeah. So Fred being hollowed out by Illyria is over in LA. Mm-hmm. They've gone to England. Right. Far and, away. Yeah. It's pretty far. And yeah, drawing Illyria back to the deeper well apparently means that Illyria will try to claw its way into every person that it could possibly go through between those two points. So they say that it's tens or hundreds of thousands of people. And honestly, that seems low. It really depends. It's oh true. My God, it, it depends, depends on so much. How this line is drawn. The line is tough. <laughs> like, is, is it, it a straight, surface line? Yeah, is it straight through? Because in that case, do you're, it, man. Yeah, this is a deep fucking well. You're fine. But the, the implication is that, no, it's a surface line. Yeah, surface line and like some amount of width to it. And like, yeah, so Illyria won't be able to like get a hold in any of those people, but they will all die. Oh yeah, really badly. So let's call it conservatively hundreds of thousands of people will die. And so it's pretty cut and dry. Do you save one person? Do you save hundreds of thousands of people? Needs the many. Greater good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and Angel's like, well, I do like Fred. I think I'll just do it. Yeah. Fuck everyone else in this world. Yeah. Souls don't mean shit now. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No. Because he's allegedly a hero. I guess he still is. Yeah. He didn't do it. No. He wouldn't have been a hero anymore if he did. There's a lot of people. But yeah, you hear that and you're like, wait a minute. He's not really going to do that. Really? Right. How are they going to save Fred? Yeah. How is Fred going to be saved? And we get this like this scene of Wes and Fred together. And it's a long scene, man. Fred's like, you don't know how much of it is now Fred versus past Fred versus Illyria, like, starting to come through. Because Fred's starting to lose memories. She doesn't remember who her little bunny rabbit stuffed toy is. Ah, it's all very sad. Uh, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch. It's very long. It's, it's long. Yeah. And yeah, the whole time you were just like, well, sucks to be Wes. Yeah. Yeah. Fred asks Wes if... He would have loved her. Oh, God. And you're just like, he already does, you dummy. Yeah, but I'm kind of thumbs down on this. <laughs> this, like, I've always loved you. Okay. I've loved you before okay. I knew I mean, you. I'm dumb. like, nah. Doesn't make any sense. Birds down. Birds up, thumbs down. It's backwards. Thumbs down, birds up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- like, sure. You, you meet a person and you have, like, this instant connection with them. And you're like, oh, I must have always loved you before. Yeah. But that, that's it's garbage. You didn't know who they were. You couldn't have loved them. Anyways, doesn't matter. He means that it's really sad. It is very sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is not good. And do we need to talk about Spike? Is Spike stuff going to be relevant? I don't know. Spike is looking down this deep well that goes through the entire earth, it seems. Yeah. And is filled with spooky coffins so spooky. of the dead gods from the before times. Yeah. So that's good times. And he's getting pretty contemplative about that. And then uh, the episode is... That's, that's basically it, right? That's it? I have another... And I keep doing this. So this is more spoilers for the Dresden Files. Oh, nice. It's just more Spike and Harry Dresden being the same. Confluences. So in later books, like these are the very late Dresden books, Harry becomes the warden of this underground prison for very powerful things that have been trapped for a long time. Right. That's basically the deeper well. It and is. He, he hangs out down there, does parkour, you know. <laughs> he does. He calls it parkour. He would. Very, he's a straight shooter. Yeah, he's a straight shooter. And so, yeah, Spike's here. He's like, huh, lots of spooky things here. And I'm like, we get it, Spike. 
It's like you're Harry Dresden. <laughs> it's one of the more mocking faces I've ever seen you make. <laughs> it was mocky. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, the episode ends with with Fred. Um, I mean, it's real sad. It asking is real sad. If, why can't she stay? Yeah, and then dying, and then oh, Illyria's here in a picture that I have titled "So Alternative." Because <laughs> she's got her spooky blue hair and her spooky blue forehead and eyes and like blue arms up her or yeah. blue stripes up her arms yeah, she's and all, stuff. She's all bluey and spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Now we had recently. <laughs> she accidentally blew herself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We should use that as often as possible. We've recently been talking about doing voices on this podcast. <gasps> and I had mentioned to you <laughs> that we could revisit the idea of you doing the Bean voice. And knowing nothing about Illyria, I proposed that that Bane voice be used for Illyria. My brain, yes. That's my name. When you hear the name, then I guarantee the pain. I'm coming after you, Bruce White. I'm stronger, smarter, clinically insane. Okay, so, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Listeners may not have picked up on it, but I'm pretty bad at doing voices. <laughs> I'm sure they haven't picked I've up on that. I've got approximately three. Yeah. And, like, they're not good. They they vary wildly. <laughs> they're not consistent. The inconsistencies between our garbage spike voice is, like... You think we could do Sometimes that one he's thing? Irish, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so the fact that I get to do Bane voice, which is like my fourth hidden voice. Woo-hoo. Hello, Batman. <laughs> well, hello, Wes. Do you feel in control? <laughs> so we're sorry if anyone is like a huge Illyria fan or a huge Dark Knight Rises fan. Yeah, there aren't no, any, right? there are none. Okay, no. Good. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a there's a version of the Dark Knight in my head that I like mm. to pretend is real that has the Joker in it, uh. which is an unfortunate thing that can never be. And, you know, that's sometimes the way things go. And Tom Hardy isn't Bane. And there is no Bane. <laughs> and there's no Bane voice. And isn't that a better version of the world? But for now, we are left with Illyria mm. made flesh mm-hmm. and the hideous sound. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, Angel. <laughs> yeah, verbatim. That's what Illyria says. <laughs> Michaela. Yeah. Good episode? This is, good ep- this is a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really well done. I mean, not very often that you get to kill one of your main characters and spend the whole episode doing it. Burn it down! Burn it down! But they do a great job. I like... I mean, I like the thing at the beginning, even though it's wacky and Texan. <laughs> oh, those accents. Just to, just to like, you know, this is who Fred is. And then I think everyone sort of gets a moment to, to say like, like, this is who Fred is to me. Exactly. And like, this is why I am trying so hard to save Fred. And this is what I'm losing. We're thoroughly jost, but we're not so thoroughly jost that we don't get any closure. Right? And like, that's part of the problem with Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Tara, also Wash. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Just like, bam. Gone. Yeah. I mean, Wash gets a funeral. Yes. True. I'm not sure that Tara even gets that. No, we Willow's see her gravestone at some point. too busy ripping skin off of folks. Yeah. Spoilers for Buffy season six. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we get these individual moments. Like, even Lorne gets yeah. his how Fred affects me moment, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. I mean, Gunn obviously has it. Even Spike, to an extent. Yeah. Spike's very much like, all that matters now is saving Fred. And, like, that's pretty powerful coming from someone who hasn't really known her that long. But, like, that being said, he still had his own opportunity to, like, get to know her and to see her try to save him. And a lot of this season for me is getting reframed in the context of this is Fred. This is Fred's season. And I think that actually holds together from the early episodes, Mm -hmm. not from like Monster of the Week episodes and especially not from the bad ones, but like seeing how everyone interacts with Fred and seeing Spike's journey as a journey of him getting closer to Fred and like the Knox thing coming up Mm -hmm. as Fred is the actual main character of season five. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense to me at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, they could have had this as the series, the season finale coming back next season with Illyria and like spooky question marks. Instead, we've got seven episodes of Illyria, except from what you've said, it sounds like more like one. We'll see. (laughs) Which would make me so mad. (laughs) 
Maybe it doesn't make me mad. Maybe I'm like, that was a great thing that you just did. <laughs> I think you've, you've taken some things away that are incorrect. Good. <laughs> from my face. Mm-hmm. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. Because it seems like you'll be less angry, which is what we want. I don't yes. know that we want you to be angry. I don't. No. No. Um... Yeah, and like just it's it's interesting to have smile time and then this because it there's just such different everything. Like mm-hmm. they could be two different shows oh, entirely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back to back mood whiplash. There's no way this episode is not informed by them getting canceled. Yeah, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. So yeah. Winner of the episode, Michaela. Illyria. Because ah. <laughs> I'm, see, I'd be tempted to say Knox, but oh. Right, we, we were forgot unclear. to mention. Oh. Knox gets killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knox gets smashed very badly in the head. Yeah, so it's it's pretty great. Again, Knox is horrible, but his, his whole like villain reveal is just phenomenal. He's on his little like tirade about Illyria's great, I've done it all. And like, he really hasn't internalized, I think, how angry Gunn is or like what this would do to Gunn. He's misread it. He's like, oh, I'll gloat. Gunn will be like, gotta save Fred. Go to see Fred. And That's how he thinks the gun will react. Like, and he's in the the middle of like, oh, how are you going to tell your friends what happened to Gun? And Gun's like, well, I'm not. Instead, I'm going to get this fire extinguisher and hit you with it. Then when you're on the ground, I'm going to make sure no one can see me, <laughs> and then I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. Very gruesomely, I can imagine. Yeah, knocks wildly, wildly misread that situation. So Knox does not win. Knox wins up until a point, and his plans go off without a hitch. They sure do. And he was right. Like, his plan was at a point where it was unstoppable. Because he knows Angel's not going to go and kill hundreds of thousands of people. And, like, Fred wouldn't want that either. That's the thing, right? Like, so what, you do that, you come back, and you're like, hey, Fred, um, we're never going to tell you how we saved you because you wouldn't be able to continue living your life with that knowledge mm-hmm. that we decided you were more important than hundreds of thousands of people. And she'll be like reading on the internet and be like, this is a strange plague. Right? What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Like she's smart. She's going to figure it out. Yeah. Right. And like to burden her with that on top of then being responsible for that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's never going to happen. So, uh, Knox almost wins instead that Lyria gets Illyria to be. wins. Gets to have a new, shiny new body. Woo! Woo! Very exciting. Do we have best outfit from the episode? Lorne! Lorne, yeah. Still crushing it. Still crushing it. Rose and a thorn. Uh, I'll go first. My rose is Wes and Fred kissing in front of the flames. Oh, nice. It's very nice cinematographically. Cinematographically. Good. Yeah, that's a word. Cinematographically. I mean, it's better than the other two things you said. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. It was. It was very nice. Nice flickering flames. I mean, it's badass as all hell. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, ah, oh, we killed these things, let's make out. <laughs> it's so poorly timed. And it like, is. They both acknowledge it. Yeah, they're like, this is a bit weird. Oh, well. Yeah, do you have a rose? Oh, my rose is Knox. Yeah. Just everything about this reveal is great. Again, like, <laughs> I don't know if we just felt like... Okay, clearly I knew he was evil yeah. this whole time. You have been telegraphing it pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. And like, there was no doubt in my mind that he was secretly evil. I just feel like he's so clearly secretly evil. And again, I put that on him. You so did. like that is my bad. Yeah. But like at the same time, <laughs> the first episode or first few episodes where they've got everyone there and they're making them all sing for Lauren and Knox is just like Spated not by. had to do that. Yeah. It's so suspicious. Okay. I don't think it's ever brought up that he hasn't had to do it. It is. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, nice. He's basically like, oh, I haven't I haven't done that yet. And then like, it's never talked about again. Nice. Yeah, because he never did it. Because mm-hmm. he's real evil. Oh, yeah. Because he works at Wolferman Hart in the <laughs> science division. Right, okay. He, make, he slips up several times throughout the season. Yeah. Basically admitting to some of the terrible things that he's done yeah. there. Now, it's there's a difference between, you know, Michaela telegraphs that Knox is evil and Knox has been plotting to hollow Fred out and fill her with an old one this whole time. Did not expect that right? level of evilness. Like, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his little oops and like just his his like mania about how much he loves Illyria and how hyped he is. And like and the like the audacity to shove 
what Gunn did in his own face. And again, think that Gunn isn't going to react very badly to that. Because, like, I don't think that Gunn was going to kill him before that. Knox doesn't know Gunn. That's true. He doesn't know him that well. Really misread the situation. He's like, ah, this lawyer won't kill me. Yep. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, but again, Wolfram at heart, ah. Uh. And, like, doesn't he know that Gunn and Fred used to, like, have a thing? Yeah. You know, you think that... Anyways, he's still doing great. Great job. Thorn for me? Guess. Eve. No. <laughs> Eve was my first thought, and then I was like, it's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> and, and she's not that bad. She's, she's barely in this, and she's doing her best job the entire season in this episode. Which is funny, because last time it was all like, Eve's gonna <laughs> ruin this episode. That's both of us, not just you. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, didn't. My thorn instead is, I love you like pancakes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's another five years in Ward Jail. Ward Jail. <laughs> Do you have a thorn? <laughs> mm, Honestly, mm. Drogon. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say he didn't deserve it as, like, the meta thorn. I did that last time. Okay. Because, again, I knew this was coming. And I, I just I just kept feeling like he doesn't deserve it. And it's interesting because, like, in a way, like, there was a version of Wes who probably would have felt... Fu- felt that he deserved this Mm. the version of Wes who remembers what he did to Connor and to Angel right and like the gritty ass my throat's been cut Wes maybe would have felt that he deserved this but like that Wes doesn't exist anymore and just again no one deserves this but why 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 the other thing is Wes has never had like a nice relationship on this show he's just like oh I hate you Lila we're both so hot Accurate, yeah. Yeah. And then he really liked Fred and then she chose Gun. Yeah, the end. But no, I fucking Drogon. I, he just, something about him is jarring, right? Oh yeah, incredibly. Because it's such an opportunity for a recurring character. Right. And then to have it not be, but clearly meant to be. It's like this weird, of course, it's Drogon again. Let us explain who he is to Spike. And you're just like, I hate this. But never mention how Angel knows him. No. It's just implied that he knows him from before. But like, it seems like this deeper well thing is sort of a full-time job. Yeah. And like, hasn't this Drogon guy been at it for a while? Yep. How did Angel meet him? And Angel's like, oh, I'm surprised to see that you're working the well now, bud. You just found out about this fucking well today. Mm, yeah. I was also expecting my throne to be Eve, and it was not. Yeah, there you go. I was angrier at Drogon than I was at Eve. Yeah. Michaela, what do we have coming up next time? First, I'm going to tell you that there is no Teeks review. Right. Which is not surprising to either of us. No. Um, most of the reviews for this episode are like 9 out of 10, 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. The IMDb rating is like 9.4 or something. Damn. There is a review that is a 5 out of 10. What, okay, what didn't they like? It's either they <laughs> didn't like uh, Fred dying as a concept, which I could understand. What else? Knox. They didn't like what happened to Knox. That might be a thing. Because Knox is like cute and that's heartbreaking. Uh... Not sure what else could have gone wrong. So it's funny because you were like sort of on the right track, but it's crazier than anything you said, I think. Again, not written by Teeks. So the person hates the character of Fred. This is a bad episode for that person. Yes. Slash good one? Well, this is the thing. Like the person is excited that this is the episode where Fred finally kicks the bucket. Which is harsh. <laughs> and then, like, there's a lot of complaints about how much whining Fred does and how she doesn't do anything to try to save herself. And you're like, that's that's contrary to what happens in the episode. Yeah, a. it really is. And, like, complaints about how she's this damsel in distress, which were, like, similar to complaints we had, but those aren't Fred's fault. No. Nope. That's the fault of, like, <laughs> what they have to work with rest of the cast-wise. And, yeah, just, like, a lot of anger towards... The character of Fred saying Fred is useless. And you're like, what show are you watching? <laughs> but right. then to, to say, like, I'm glad this character is finally dead. Five out of ten. That's bananas. Bonks. That is just full bonkers. Michaela, what do we have coming up next time on Angel? No, 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 next time. The next episode is called Shells. So, um, you know, Leary is here. Right, that sort of shell. Yeah, and they're like, that seems bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
they're going to try and deal with that. Yep. If you had said Monster of the Week, would have been upset. But yeah, they uh, they don't have time to waste too much. I'm worried that they are going to waste some time. I mean, they're in the last three episodes, it's almost guaranteed that one of them will be a waste of time. <laughs> if As Buffy we do. is anything to go by. Oh, man. Isn't Go Fish episode 19? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yep. So that's the fourth to last episode in that yeah. season, I guess. But yeah. Still just insanity. Yeah. So there'll be something that's like a real unexpected turn, I'm pretty sure. So it's funny. I, so I knew this was going to happen. And when Knox was here at the beginning of the season, mm. you know, I'm like, Knox is pivotal in this. And I'm thinking like first 10 episodes, this is going to happen. And then it just kept not happening and i'm like when when is it going to happen nice okay and here we finally are yeah good lord took a long time i mean nox just disappears for yeah. a while and michaela has to be like what <laughs> where did nox go this crucial figure to the season and i'm like well i mean i'm happy we have fred because i was like oh we aren't gonna have that much fred this season because it's gonna be illyria but like clearly i heavily misremembered all of that and then i also wondered like through your research i was pretty worried that you would somehow stumble upon this no and you didn't, so that's good. So I managed to hide it from you in the way of Caleb. Yeah? Yeah. Man, oh, the Caleb thing was much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's so long for so few episodes. So, so few. worth it. <laughs> so few episodes. So crazy few. Yeah, but here we are. So we'll see how that goes. Solyria's spooky. Spooky and baney. Spookier spooky than bane. Spooky and baney, yeah. Oh, so much spookier than bane. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Until then, our listeners can always reach out normal places. Pictures are up on Facebook. This episode's up on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. And reach out to us, email beyondthenew.helmuth.gmail.com. And until next time, see, see you later, later LA Gator. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.